blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we are wrapping up the round of 16 in our 2022 patron tournament. In one corner is a man I can tell you is looking good. I was hanging out with him just last week, and this boy is with two C's, Thick Nick Groves. Nick, <laughs> say hi and tell everybody a little about yourself. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Uh, my name is Nick Groves. I'm from just outside of Washington, D.C. I do lots of trivia-related stuff as my day job. Uh, I have a company here in D.C. called District Trivia. I wrote a book called We Don't Know Either. Uh, I am a regular on the Trivial Warfare podcast. Uh, and uh, how many episodes of this show do you have? Like 102, 105 uh, something like that. Yeah, somewhere around that. A little bit more than this that, is, I think. This is number six for me. So 6% of all TTT episodes are Nick episodes. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we are <laughs> so honored to have you, sir. <laughs> you can't wait until Dan wipes my ass across the floor today. <laughs> That's right. Well, your opponent is a man who loves promoting male grooming kits more than I love using them. It's Dan the Manscaped Machine Lundberg. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done one ad. For for Manscaped yet? That's all I hear. That's I listen to it. I, know, all, I listen to almost every I episode. <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't done it. I haven't done a planned ad for one yet. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm um one of the uh, co-hosts of the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, uh, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. Um. We have a lot of fun with that. You've probably heard at least half of us on this show. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um. I think two of us, three of us are still left in, still the, in the tournament. Uh, that yeah. is correct. So. It's a terrifying lineup. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I'm, uh, I live in Locust, North Carolina, which is uh, um, Charlotte's a suburb of Locust, if you've ever uh, been out this way. I am a child care director, and I am a board game designer. So Very nice. that's, that's pretty much all you need to know about me. Good, because I didn't want to know any more. Uh, <laughs> right. More than enough. All right. Thank you, guys. And uh, let's learn some rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Now that we know our rules, I want to get to know Nick and Dan a little bit better. And I'm going to nerd out a little bit here. I want you 
to quickly, very quickly, build a D&D character. And then you know what? I'll pick my favorite of the two. Go ahead, Dan. You're asking me about a D&D character, so it means I'm going to be a rogue. Um, I am my, my favorite class to play lately has been um, uh, Genasi, Genasi, however you pronounce it. I am a uh, like I, the air Genasi uh, thief. Don't trust anybody unless I've played, you know, at least three or four rounds with you. And then maybe, you know, maybe I can trust you at that point. Um, I'm all about just getting in, getting what's mine and getting out. And um, the rest of you, you know, good luck. I'll help you if it if it suits me. But uh, other than that, I'm getting what's mine. Um, so I have uh, never actually played D&D, if you can believe that. Um, I am part of a D&D group uh, where I just basically sit there and throw in my uh, pithy comments uh, from time to time. You're a bard. <laughs> yes. So uh, I, I figured out, um, I, I asked the DM, I'm like, he, he said, if you were to play a character, what kind of character would you be? And I said, the uh, uh, I have two requests. Uh, one, I would like to be a regular human with no powers and no special abilities. But I would also like to have three legendary items that I do not know how to use and will not give to any of the other players. <laughs> you're just a dick. You're both, you're both kind of dicks, honestly. <laughs> I'm a rogue. You should know that coming in. Wow. Neither, <laughs> neither is my type of player. Um, I'm not a John's going first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, even John probably wouldn't pick what I, I, I'm a very basic straight shooter. If I had to pick, I would be a dual wielding orc who, you know, is kind of like part tank who just goes in and, and f up. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's what I would do. That's exactly what I would have picked because I know that that's your Skyrim character. That's exactly. <laughs> yes. I had a, a badass Skyrim character. See, I would, I look at you and I think drunken monk immediately. <laughs> And I look at you and I thought, I'd befriend him. There, okay, there we go. I will have to say Dan actually put more thought into, into his, the D&D &D character, so I'm going to give it to him. So that yeah. means, Dan, you get to pick first. All right. Um, normally I wouldn't do this, but uh, I don't know what to do with Nick, so I'm just going to take sports off the board right away. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. We've got a question from Simon Hood. Which Canadian sprinter won the gold in the 100-meter sprint at the 1988 Seoul Olympics, but tested positive for steroids and was disqualified three days later? Ben Johnson. That is Ben Johnson. All right, Nick, where would you like to go? Uh, let's go with movies. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. All right, this is an explain a film plot badly all right so i will give you a year and a bad description for a movie and you need to tell me that movie the year is 2005 the one where jennifer aniston lost her man in front of the entire world uh all right so immediately i thought jennifer lopez and then i had to uh remember that that's not jennifer aniston no. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I like tacos and burritos. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's solid South Park. Thank reference. you. Thank you. Um, Jennifer Aniston, 2000. What was the year? 2005? 2005. All right. That was that weird movie, uh, Cake. Cake is incorrect. Dan, can you steal? 
I can name a Jennifer Aniston movie from around that time. So maybe. Um, is this rumor has it? Rumor has it is mm-hmm. incorrect. This is not a Jennifer Aniston movie. Oh. It's the one where Jennifer Aniston lost her man in front of the entire world. It's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh. <laughs> Solid. Oh, okay. Solid bad description. <laughs> All right. All right, Dan, we are back at you. All right. I will take music. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. The Brian Adams song, Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman, reached the Billboard Hot 100 number one spot and stayed there for five weeks in 1995. And it was written for what Johnny Depp romantic comedy? It's a movie question. I asked for mu- I asked for music. There's there's music element to it. Um, repeat it one more time, please. Of course, the Brian Adams song "Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman" reached the Billboard Hot 100 number one spot and stayed there for five weeks in 1995. And it was written for what Johnny Depp romantic comedy? Okay, okay. Uh, I think this is Don Juan DeMarco. Don Juan DeMarco is correct. All right. Such an underrated movie. It, I love it, man. Yeah. Not his best work. It's not. A, no, it's not his best work. But it's, I mean, uh, it's cheesy goodness. Yeah. yeah. Johnny Depp's best work. Easily the uh, the trial from two or three months ago. <laughs> solidly entertaining. Yeah. Yes, it was. All right. Nick, we are back to you. Uh, let's go to news and politics. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Which prominent German-born American political figure and former Secretary of State is quoted saying power is the great aphrodisiac in the New York Times in 1971? Uh, 70s Secretary of State is Kissinger, right? It is Henry Kissinger. All right, moving along. Dan, we are back to you. Let's go TV. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. Question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you, Vernon. First airing in 1988, a janitor and his two robots are forced to watch unbearably bad movies in what TV series? I watched this series when it was on public access in Minneapolis. That's uh, that's how long I've been watching this. This is Mystery Science Theater 3000. It is Mystery Science Theater 3000. Fantastic show. Such a good show. That's I don't remember it on public access, but I think we what was it on? Well, M- it was on public access in Minneapolis because that's right. where they were from. Was it then MTV that picked it up? Or um, I, I don't know. I was remember. watching. It, I was watching it on local channel forty five, mm-hmm. and then I saw it on Comedy Central after that. So right. I I don't know exactly where it jumped. I mean, I just I knew I, I could find it at any time of day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick, we are back to you. And left we have fashion, slang, toys and games, literature and food. Literature, I'm sorry, and food. Let's go toys and games. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. Okay. Question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. Crayola has been coloring the world inside and out since 1885. And in 1993... They added what unique smelling collection to their product line. In 1994, due to complaints from parents, they removed any food-related varieties. It was those markers. They had the blueberries. Oh, God, what was it called? It was uh, something sense. Um, 
Silly, silly sense. Silly sense is incorrect. Dan, oh. <laughs> you have a chance that's, to steal. That's where I was going. Um, wow. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to give up on this one. I, I was going silly sense for that. No trip to the mind palace. It's not there or else I would go. <laughs> okay. All right, Nick, you were close. They are not silly sense. They are called magic sense. Magic sense. Okay. They were so silly, though. <laughs> they were very silly. That's uh, crazy that we both thought silly yep. sense, and that's yeah. not it. Yeah, no, that, and that, honestly, that's going to be the problem with me the whole game is that if I can pull something, you will pull it first. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's wrong, we'll get to the same wrong answer at the same time. All right, Dan, we are back to you. Um, let's go Ugh. food. And your decade is the 2000s. In 2001, what variety of M&Ms was introduced in select markets with large Hispanic populations? With a translation of sweetened caramelized milk, the flavor never became popular and it was discontinued by early 2003. Is this uh, Dulce de Leche? It is Dolce de Leche. I do not remember that, but uh, hey, all right, sure. Short-lived M&M flavor. Okay, Nick. Thick Nick, we're back to you. Let's go with uh, literature. Literature. Coming at you. And your decade is the 60s. Okay. What comic book character created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby first appeared in Tales to Astonish number 13 in November 1960. He's of the species Flora Colossus and known for his three-word vocabulary. Uh, I am Groot. Groot is correct. Dan, we are back to you. Go. We just have two left, right? Fashion and slang. <coughs> what do you want? Great. Same um, as it always is. Yeah. <laughs> Not always. Majority fashion. Yeah. Okay. And we are staying in the 60s. What Australian surf and street clothing brand was established in 1969? Even though the company's main logo is a depiction of a piranha, it has a completely different fish in its name. Huh. I, I don't have anything. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give Nick anything to work with. Okay, Nick, can you work with nothing? Um, all right. So, Australian clothing line. Immediately, you think Billabong. Um, the other ones. There's something sixty that's out there. Um, mm, no, I'm gonna have to. I, I don't think. I don't think their logo is a fish, but I'm gonna go with Billabong. Billabong is incorrect. This was a particularly tough one. Uh, yeah, there's a very cool-looking logo of a piranha, but the uh, actual clothing brand's name is Hot Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. I've heard of that. Okay. Today. <laughs> take it. Hey, so you learned something. seconds ago or so? Yeah, yeah, you learned something on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'll take it. All right. And that means we are going to end the round uh, with Nick and Slang. And we will end it in the 80s. Okay. No, 
We're not talking about the food pyramid. What 80s slang means to relax or just do nothing? Food pyramid? Um, all right. Food pyramid. So it has nothing to do with Maslow. That's an entirely different kind of pyramid. You need food, right? You do. Yeah, you do need food. It's, it's, it's very high on that list. Um, I don't know. 80s slang to do nothing. Lax. Lax is incorrect. Dan, can you steal? I think it just came to me. Um, is it veg? Veg or to veg out is what I was looking for. All right. That is the end of round one. John, please just let us know where we stand. All right. Well, Mr. Lumberg came out swinging. He's got 50 to Nick's 20. All right. Yes, he's yep. swinging hard. And only, only one steal there in the yep. whole first round. Yep. Some tough ones as well. All right. Um, Dan, as you get to go first in round one, that means, Nick, you get to pick for Dan to start off round two. Uh, let's go ahead and give him fashion. Not surprised. And your decade is the 90s. I'd say maybe my second hardest question. <laughs> is, <laughs> in 1999, the follow-up to the What Would Jesus Do bracelet was created. It was another bracelet, and it had the initials F-R-O-G to provide an answer to WWJD. What does F-R-O-G stand for? Okay, I probably can get to this one because I was in the middle of this at the time. Oh. Oh, man. Um. Oh, I may have to give up on it. I thought I had it. Oh, there it is. Got it. Got it. Got it. It's it's sheets. Fully rely on God is what it is. Fully rely on God is correct. My God, I can't believe you got that one. <laughs> okay, so I was working with the youth, the youths in a Baptist church in 1999. Um, I know I had seen these. It was just figuring out what it was and remembering. Yeah. Wow. I, at that point, I seeing those went shark jumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good so, to go now. Whereas the only thing I can think of is what would Brian Boitano do, <laughs> which is the real question. He'd kick an arse or two. Yes, he would. That's what Brian Boitano <laughs> would do. All right. Uh, Dan, what category do you want to give to Nick? Well, I guess we're going slang. Okay. We're doing the snaking side of this things. This might do exactly that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Your decade is the 2000s. Okay. Nick, stop trying to make this word happen that first entered our lexicon thanks to the 2004 film Mean Girls. Uh, I believe that would be fetch. That is fetch. Stop making trying to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it it kind of happened. <laughs> <laughs> all right nick what do you want to give to dan uh let's go with food and we have our first 50s question what diner chain was founded in 1955 it has over 2100 restaurants 
And since the 80s, their own record label has put out songs you can play on jukeboxes in their restaurants with hits including There Are Raisins in My Toast, Grill Operator, and Over Easy. Don't want to overthink this, although I've, I live in the South and I've never eaten there. But uh, I'm pretty sure this is a Waffle House. I'm not going to accept that answer just because you've never eaten there, Dan. I, 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 it's the right answer, but I'm, I don't know if I want to accept it. I'm not <laughs> proud North, of this. North I'm ashamed. Carolina, right? <laughs> I'm ashamed. I, yes, As you I, should be. I, I didn't grow up here. So uh, so you don't have the love and the nostalgia for Waho. Grill operator. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I also went to a Christian uh, university and didn't have my first drop of alcohol until I was like well into my late 20s. So You're making up you for lost time. Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need alcohol to enjoy Waffle House. I can promise you that. It helps though, right? <laughs> it doesn't doesn't hurt but okay all right yes waffle house is correct all right now you get to pick for nick i don't know um how about slang again um no <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't do it literature okay grill operator sorry it's a catchy <laughs> stuck song. in your head right <laughs> yeah your decade is the 70s uh who's this for this is for nick is that right mm-hmm. yeah what 1975 novel by E.L. Doctorow revolves around an upper middle class family living in New Rochelle, New York? The family are only ever identified as father, mother, and little boy. The family go through the upheaval of finding an abandoned baby, labor strikes, race relations in the early 1900s. Yeah, uh, that's ragtime. Yes, it yep. is ragtime. Hosted trivia to bar called Ragtime for. 10 years and that was uh the poster that sat right next to the host stand (laughs) that i read over and over and over (laughs) all right going well all right nick what do you want to give to dan ha we're going literally right back the way we came right pretty close to um let's go with uh toys and games And your decade is the 2000s. First released in 2009, what open-world action role-playing first-person shooter video game involves vault hunters who traveled to the distant planet of Pandora. With eight sequels and spin-offs, the series has received critical acclaim for its loot-driven multiplayer co-op gameplay and its sense of humor. It's a mouthful. Um, I need that again, please. <laughs> okay. First released in 2009, what open-world action role-playing first-person shooter video game involves vault hunters who traveled to who travel to the distant planet of Pandora? With eight sequels and spin-offs, the series has received critical acclaim for its loot-driven multiplayer co-op gameplay and its sense of humor. Okay, this is going to be a guess based on Pandora based on my son having a big, big... uh, He's a big fan of video games and a big fan of um, um, Avatar. So I believe it's come up before. Is this this Borderlands? Oh, you can go to hell. (laughs) It is. It is Borderlands. Nick was ready to jump and steal that one. I have all my hats lined up on the bench right here, ready to... (laughs) It is a phenomenal franchise, by the way. And honestly, yeah. the the history behind the business side of that is fascinating. 
okay. how they made money on that game by selling like just customizable stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, that then, uh, what you would call it, uh, pretty much did the same thing. Um, oh God, now I'm blanking on it. <laughs> the, the first person shooter that's so popular five years ago. Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Fortnite basically copied the Borderlands model and just mm-hmm. made billions. Yeah. So I prefer my games analog. So. <laughs> well, I'd say give Borderlands a try. It's it's well worth it. I don't have a system to play it on. Okay. Well, get a system. Get my a brother, system. My, 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 my son, my brother does too. But yeah, your my son, son has, has one. It. Yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say, you're old enough now. Room. I'm not you have adult money. Room. You can go buy yourself stuff that you don't need. <laughs> right. All right. You do. Dan. I have two shelves of them back here. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Dan, do you want to give Nick movies, music, TV, news, and politics, or sports? TV. Dan, just FYI, you know in order for me to have a shot, you have to miss a question, right? Because yeah. that hasn't yeah. happened yet, I don't think. That would help. Um, no, you can still be, You can if you get all of them, you can yeah, still well, be within, we're, shy, we're, within striking distance. The horse has already left that barn. <laughs> TV. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Running from 75 to 85, George Jefferson owned what kind of business in the long-lasting sitcom The Jeffersons? Um, that was a, uh, uh, the, with the clothes and the cleaning and the the dry cleaning, (laughs) (laughs) the clothes and the cleaning does. Yes. It does lead to a dry cleaner business. And that was a question by Chris Hossey. Thank you, Chris. And they don't use water and (laughs) right. Yeah. Something. Okay. All right. Dan is going to get the question. Nick, what do you want to give him? Uh, a kick in the butt. Um, <laughs> let's go with uh, news and politics. Okay. Ooh, we are switching it up because you got that last time. And yeah. your decade is the 80s. Another question by Simon Hood. Thank you, Simon. In 1982, John Hinckley Jr. attempted to assassinate U.S. President Ronald Reagan in an attempt to gain fame to impress which young actress? He didn't do his homework before trying to impress her, but uh, <laughs> Jodie Foster. It is Jodie Foster. I so. was I was there yesterday. I was standing oh, at the wow. same spot that Reagan was shot yesterday. Very cool. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, John Hinckley Jr. was found not guilty based on insanity. Um, he was in a psychiatric care for about 35 years, but he Released is out recently. Yeah. And he has a YouTube channel where he posts his music. So there right. you go. <laughs> yeah. The YouTube channel is called If I Did It. <laughs> no, no. That's OJ. That's OJ. It's uh, where he tries to put a guitar around his neck and it yeah, just doesn't exa- quite fit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's too big. <laughs> right. Neck is too big. All right, Nick. Uh, no, we just did that. Is that right? Dan, what do you want to give to Nick? Music. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. All right. I need to take a sip of water because we're going to take a trip to the Throwback Lounge. All right. Lyrics. I need you to name the artist of this 2004 Hot 100 number one hit. Should you let me love you, let me be the one to give you everything you want and need. Baby, good love and protection, make me your selection. Show me the way love's supposed to be. Hey! I'm going to need that again. 
<laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> you got it coming. You really do. <laughs> you should let me love you. Let me be the one to give you everything you want and need. Baby, good love and protection. Make me your selection. Show me the way love's supposed to be. Hey. Yeah, I got no idea. I just wanted to hear it twice. <laughs> oh, I see. Jerk. Man. Dan, do you have an idea without me singing again? I'm going to need to hear it again. Um, <laughs> no, I, have, I haven't I have the slightest idea what this is. Okay. Nothing? No. All right. Nothing. The song is called Let Me Love You, which I did sing in there as a hint because I actually I didn't really know this one that much either, but it is by the artist Mario. So this was a uh, a number Opus? eight, no, just Mario, number eight on the decade ending chart. So this is a big hit. Yeah, it was the the. You can let me love you. Yeah. And anyone, any. Yeah, you should let me yeah. love you. Let me be the one to yeah. give you everything you, you want and need. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm just yeah. gonna go ahead and say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. Uh, what do you want to give to Dan? Uh, let's go movies. And if it's Princess Bride, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of Princess Bride talk before. This <laughs> a lot. The answer's already been given. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about that because it's the 60s. Okay. Question from Chris Hossie. This 1966 film starring Michael Caine as the London playboy who broke the fourth wall and talked to the movie audience was also remade in 2004 with Jude Law in the starring role. Um, so this, uh, this is Alfie, right? Uh, this is Alfie. It's a solid crossword clue. <laughs> okay. mm, I, bet, I believe it is, yeah. Yeah. All right, that means we are going to end in sports with Nick. We might we, we might have gone in a perfect snake actually. It's yeah. it's been real close. I I think I think Dan started with sports, yeah. And yeah, then he I did went movies. Yep. yep. So it's, yeah, it's think, real close. Uh, and we will end in the fifties. Okay. What five hundred mile long motor race was first held in nineteen fifty nine? coinciding with the opening of the Speedway, and since 1982, it has been the season-opening race of the NASCAR Cup Series. The winner of the first race was Lee Petty, father of the man who would win this race seven times, far more than any other driver. Uh, it would be the Indianapolis 500. The Indianapolis 500 is incorrect. Dan, can you steal? And I was so arrogant about my answers. <laughs> Massively. <laughs> this is Daytona. <laughs> that was a clutch answer, I believe, if my math is right. But John will tell us. And it is the Daytona 500. John, woo, can you tell us the score update? With that final steal, Mr. Lumberg has locked out Nick Groves. Dan has 110. And Nick has 50. Right. But Dan is not, you know, going back and doing my opposition research and listening to how Dan wagers. Uh, he's not the type of guy that's just going to take the win and walk off into the sunset. No, that's not him. He is no. a go for the gusto kind of guy, I believe. Exactly. You have me confused with Eric Ede. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I get it. We're on the same show, right. but uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's not me. I'm writing the zero down right now. Just <laughs> well, we need to know what our final score is going to be. So we're going to play this one out, okay? Yeah. And uh, Dan, as you're in the lead, which category do you want to start off in the final round? News and politics. Okay. I'm hoping you're going to go like fashion or something. Because like, <laughs> what does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to deplete your fashion that yeah, you only exactly. have like exactly one of or exactly two of for every game because nobody chooses it. The, fu- the funny thing is people send in questions. They always send in movies and yeah. music and TV. Send me fashion. Send me slang. Send me news and politics. I, please, I beg you. <laughs> I sent John dozens of fashion questions. Okay. And I've used them all. <laughs> Uh, the decade for news and politics will be the 90s. Okay. And Nick, uh, what do you want to add in there just for funsies? Um, fashion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fashion it is. We may not know what his character was, but we know where he is, uh, where he is on the alignment. Yes. <laughs> Chaos. Chaotic evil, I believe. <laughs> That's fair. Very fair. And the decade for fashion will be the 70s. All right, we need the two of you to put in your wagers based on 70s fashion and 90s news and politics. All right, <laughs> figured this would be a quick one. Yeah, I told I told my entire family I, that my kids are over at my parents' house uh, at the pool, and uh, I'm like, I got to do a podcast. And they're like, Well, how long is it going to last? I'm like, normally about an hour, hour and a half, but uh, this will be done in about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Knocked out quick. All right. Dan, are you good? Yeah. Okay. All right. We are going to start off in our 90s news and politics question. What redundant Egyptian politician and diplomat served as the sixth secretary general of the United Nations from 1992 to 1996? And our 70s fashion question. What Canadian premium outdoor lifestyle brand sells apparel, leather bags, small leather goods, footwear, athletic wear, and home furnishings? The company was founded in 1973 in Toronto and began using a beaver as its mascot in the 80s. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I am just going to throw out, check out the beefupnetwork.com for all your favorite nostalgic podcasts and Check out Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. I love those guys. I'm a patron. I listen to every episode. They're fantastic. And guess what? I'm also a patron of Trivial Warfare that Nick is on. I listen to everything that they do as well. These guys are awesome. They do fantastic work. Check out all the podcasts previously mentioned. All right. Do either of you need an answer reread? I need. I would like the '70s answer reread. Yes. No. <laughs> Any question reread? I'd like the fashion uh, one reread, please. You possible. got it. What Canadian premium outdoor lifestyle brand sells apparel, leather bags, small leather goods, footwear, athletic wear, and home furnishings? The company was founded in 1973 in Toronto and began using a beaver as its mascot in the 80s. Oh, I'm good. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm good. All right. Nick, as you were behind, what were your answers for our 90s news and politics and our 70s fashion? Uh, the Egyptian head of the UN in the 90s was uh, the, the redundant Egyptian head was would be Boutros Boutros Ghali, which I just got with the redundant clue. So excellent work there. Thank uh, you. And then I'm pretty sure a Canadian uh, like lifestyle company with a beaver was Roots. 
All right, Dan, what were your answers? With Questlove? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Solid. I, right? I didn't have him pegged as a Canadian, but yeah, uh, it's pretty obvious when you look at him. Yeah, it really is. Huh. Um, yeah, from my one of my favorite uh, Friends episodes ever. You didn't say Boutros, Boutros, Gali. Yeah. Boutros, Boutros, Gali. Gali. Yeah. <laughs> um, for for the first one and for the second one, I have no idea. So I said uh, Sherbatsky clothing because uh, beavers are tons of yeah, fun. Yeah, Rob, that's Robin. So Sherbatsky's close. Area. It was yeah. Sparkles clothing. You were you were all over. <laughs> all right. The correct answers are Boutros, Boutros, Gali, and Roots. So, Nick, you did get both of your answers correct. What was your wager? Uh, I wagered 61. 61, even yeah. though you have 50. Yeah, it's How a solid wager. I think it was a good strategy. <laughs> it's a good strategy. And Dan, <laughs> <wagered> what <laughs> was it? Yeah, I no, Dan, two. what did you wager, Dan? <laughs> and I wagered two. That's no, a solid um... <laughs> wager. I can't believe you pulled that off. Well, he got it wrong, so he didn't pull it off. No, I didn't pull it off. I, I, I wagered zero. All right. John, what is the <laughs> actual final score? I don't know. I didn't hear what Nick bet actually bet. <laughs> 50. Oh. I bet 50. <laughs> I get 50. <laughs> All right. With a final score of 110 to 100, Dan Lundberg is today's winner. Well done, Nick. You were able to make it a close match, make it seem like it was a good one. Even as long really as you wasn't. don't listen to the episode, you'll think <laughs> yes, that I put just, in a good effort. Yeah. Yes, very true. Uh, Dan, you will be going on to our Kawato finals, and you will be taking on Michael Turner, and we're excited about that one. So you can talk then, but Nick, this is the unfortunate end of your run. This is your first loss in throwback trivia takedown history. Yeah, uh... I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I had a whole after party planned. I was going to invite everybody out. Um, I, I, I've never lost before. I don't know what this 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 doesn't this. I don't like it. Um, it feels feels real bad. Uh, 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 you know, Dan, great competitor. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at a loss. I don't know what to say here. I'm probably just going to go drink myself blackout drunk. Now. I think that's the plan. We can all agree on that. <laughs> uh, Dan and he kind of, well, I guess, no, you, you don't have any parting words because you know what? We give it to the later. I only give it to Nick. Uh, right, well, you know what? Great game, guys. This was a fun one, even though, you know, it uh, wasn't super competitive by the end. It was still a good time to you. You guys are both very good competitors. Came all the way down to that last question. Yeah. Right. If I hadn't botched the Indy 500 versus the tape, yes. they turn over. And you know what? I'm looking back at my notes. Uh, Dan missed one question. Yeah. And he stole one question. Mm -hmm. So everything I got wrong, he also got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> With one exception. So if you, yeah, if you would have just guessed Daytona, you probably would have won this one because you uh, would have bet wow. it all. <laughs> he might have bet. I definitely would have bet it all. Well, because he didn't. He didn't I, I get wasn't the final. gonna get. I wasn't gonna get roots. He didn't get no roots. Okay. So yeah. Oh, see, botched it. Yeah. Yet another yep. reason why Indianapolis is a terrible state. <laughs> I didn't say it. We love Indiana. all of our fans. Indiana's a state. Indianapolis, yeah. city. Yeah. 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 Same thing. Pawnee is in Indiana. What's, what's yeah, wrong? Like one more wrong answer from Nick during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being a part of the tournament. Dan, we're excited to have you in the next round. For John, I'm Adam. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown.
Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke.